0: Welcome to Stock Talk, the new stock host podcast series that brings you behind the scenes insights into trending topics from capital markets, influencers and entrepreneurs broadcasting from the heart of the financial district in beautiful downtown Vancouver.
1: Cannabinoids can be useful for treating pain, anxiety, obesity and other significant indications and manufacturing them can lead to profitability. Welcome to Stock Talk. I'm Amri Wallach, and today, we're looking at the massive CBD market and the Canadian biotechnology company behind some of the highest quality cannabinoids in the business. That company is Willow Biosciences, Inc., which has been developing its pharmaceutical-grade plant-derived cannabinoids for a variety of markets, including pharmaceutical, health and wellness, and of course, CPG. Throughout 2020, the company has taken impressive steps in CBD production, secured partnerships with development partners, and now finds itself heading to commercialization six months ahead of schedule. So how have they done it and where does Willow Biosciences go from here? Well, joining us today to answer those questions and more is the company CEO, Trevor Peters. Thank you very much for
0: joining us today, Trevor. Thank you uh, very much, Omri, for having me.
1: No worries. Trevor, let's start with some quick background first. Willow Biosciences is developing consistently pure CBD in a laboratory leveraging biosynthesis Now, can you explain what biosynthesis is and maybe how it's superior to utilizing hemp or cannabis plants?
0: Yes, uh, Omri. So, biosynthesis is effectively a a word that we use to describe processes that we can develop uh, in the lab uh, and in industrial manufacturing that basically harness what nature has done uh, already. Uh, So, a couple of examples of uh, biosynthesis. So, insulin, Penicillin are made using biosynthetic uh, processes. Uh, Essentially, our concept around how we manufacture is the same uh, there. We use uh, a host organism called uh, yeast, uh, which essentially we engineer uh, to produce exactly what, uh, in this instance, the cannabis plant does. Uh, So if you think of a cannabis plant, um, it produces leaves, stalks, many other things. Um, And really only a small part of that plant uh, is harvested uh, ultimately for a cannabinoid uh, and the rest is thrown away as biomass waste. Uh, One of the ways in which our process is superior is we don't have that waste associated with growing the plant. We have uh, essentially a targeted uh, manufacturing process that only produces the cannabinoid uh, and nothing else. Uh, So uh, much lower waste much lower cost uh, process because we're able to target exactly what we want uh, to produce and that's one of the key advantages of biosynthesis uh, overtaking uh, what is directly given to us in nature
1: now looking at the general market you know we've seen the prices for CBD which is one of the main things you produce are starting to come down do you see the company being able to make money when you go into full-scale production
0: yeah I think there's two answers uh, to give to that question the the prices for CBD, first of all, uh, are still being priced in an unregulated market in the United States. And that's, I I assume, what you're referring to because that's where most of the talk around CBD isolate prices coming down is coming from. Um, And I would like to point out to everyone that the FDA still does not regulate cannabidiol or CBD-based products uh, in the US. And so without regulation, there's also no quality control. Um, And so many what we're seeing is that many of these CBD isolates or products that are out there uh don't have the same consistency or quality that we would expect to see uh, not just in our ingredients but in any ingredient that um is being produced for human consumption. Um so that's the first part of it and the second part of it uh or answer to that question is uh yes even in the low price environment that exists uh today uh, in the United States uh our our cost of goods uh, is still uh, far lower Uh, than what is being produced uh, in the plant or the cost of good, rather, with the cannabidiol that's being produced in the plant. Uh, So yes, we absolutely expect to see still healthy margins, even where pricing uh, has gone uh, today.
1: Of course, Trevor, with such a unique process to making your cannabinoids, what is the competition like right now? Are you aware of any other company trying to do what Willow does?
0: Yes, this is um, fairly esoteric science. It is very cutting edge. You also as a company, also requires a significant amount of capital uh, to be able to execute uh, on a program uh, like this. Um, And it's not really just what happens at the bench in terms of science. It's it's also running all the way to commercialization, i.e. being able to scale up in large-scale facilities. And so that really, there are a lot of companies that talk about doing uh, synthetic biology or biosynthesis production of cannabinoids. But the reality of it is, is there very few, when you winnow it down, very few that have the criteria uh, to execute on this. Uh, and so, yes, I'm aware of two or three other companies uh, that I would classify as being very good and significant in this space. Uh, companies like uh, Demetrix in the Bay Area near us, uh, Amaris as well in the Bay Area. Uh, two companies that are I would classify as very strong on the science side, and uh, I'm not sure about their funding, but I I do know they they have uh, capital to deploy and execute on these types of programs. So th- those are the types of companies that I would say are um, are good uh, in this uh, in this space. But it's very few. It's not like there's half a dozen or more uh, that will successfully accomplish this.
1: And of course we touched on this at the top, but CBD is just one of many cannabinoids out there. Do you see Willow producing other cannabinoids other than
0: CBD? Oh, absolutely. Uh, What's unique about what we, our uh, technology is it's really a platform. Um, So we have the ability to move into other cannabinoids relatively quickly, uh, months, not years. Uh, Once we have developed our base pathway, um, going from, you know, the initial feedstock uh, through to CBD. There are many other uh, cannabinoids, even just on that pathway, that branch off, such as CBG, THC, CBC, that uh, we could easily add uh, to the portfolio. Um, And then there are other cannabinoids that we think uh, will follow on uh, or have the potential rather to follow on shortly by using different feedstocks and the same platform that we've developed. Uh, we can arrive at what we call the varin series uh, or thcv cbdv cbcv uh, and their derivatives so we have uh, a very nice platform that we've developed uh, whereby we can absolutely access some of those other cannabinoids and those cannabinoids i'd i'd point out other than thc are very difficult to get from the plant Uh, so in those instances for those cannabinoid compounds, uh, there's very little else uh, in terms of uh, competition or the ability to get access to those molecules unless it uh, it comes at a very, very high cost.
1: Trevor, let's get into manufacturing now. Can you talk a little bit about the sustainability of synthetic biology as a manufacturing platform?
0: Well, this is one of the other key advantages uh, that we have over plant husbandry. Is that uh, we don't need you know hundreds or thousands of acres uh, to produce a crop uh, and ultimately dispose of a significant amount of biomass to arrive at you know a very relatively very small amount of uh, cannabinoid. Um, so our manufacturing process, it you know much like you would see in a uh, a beer uh, fermentation facility, uh, we manufacture in fermentation tanks, uh, some as small as ten thousand liters, some as large as hundred thousand liters. And almost all of the the, the process constituents get recycled uh, in our process. Or when you think of things like energy or uh, feedstock inputs, there's very little in the way of loss or waste associated with what we do. And, and that's one of the big appeals is we're not displacing food crops, for instance, uh, with hemp. Um, and we're not also, you know, we're not disposing of significant amounts, you know, hundreds of tons Potentially of biomass just to access uh, a cannabinoid. In terms of our sustainability aspect, we are head and shoulders above what's happening in the on the plant side.
1: And the company has recently made great strides. We've seen in developing partnerships. How is Willow leveraging its exclusive partnership with Naramco and AMRI?
0: Those are great relationships. Uh, both of those companies we've worked with previous uh, to Willow, so we have a very Uh, We have a good track record, long track record in working with them. I'll start with Naramco. Naramco is really one of the world leaders in producing pharmaceutical-grade compounds. And so they've been working in cannabinoids using organic chemistry or chemical synthesis to develop their cannabinoids uh, for some time. And they've really looked to partner with us uh, to give them more scale than what they have. Um, So their uh, ability to manufacture cannabinoids is really limited by Uh, the infrastructure that they have in place. One of the other great things about our process is there's really no upper limit to how much we can produce. It really is dependent on the amount of uh, tankage that we we can access, uh, which is still plentiful around the world in terms of fermentation capacity. Uh, And Naramco is very strong on distribution. So they have a very strong distribution arm that allows them to work uh, with both pharmaceutical and consumer packaged goods type companies. Um, moving on to amri uh, amri is significant because they're one of the world leaders in developing uh, fermentation processes such as ours uh, and they're really involved at this point as we move from the lab into uh, larger fermentation commercial scale they're essentially the bridge uh, for us uh, so they're today you know we've announced a significant uh, milestone um, back in march about scaling up our process um, and that's that was essentially what we're doing with AMRI. So AMRI today is moving us from the shaker flask, the 1-liter tank, up into 20-liter vessels. Ultimately, we'll start piloting with them this year. And once we're complete pilot, uh, we will be in a position where we can start commercially manufacturing uh, in 10,000-liter and higher tanks. Uh, and that's something else that we may also do with AMRI as well as manufacture uh, with them too. But today, they're our development partner. And they're also one of the best uh, in the business, not just at fermentation, but also working in cannabinoids. They've done that for uh, some time as well. Just a lot of experience with both companies and very strong scientifically.
1: Trevor, talking about the present and future now, we have to talk about the pandemic, of course. Has COVID-19 slowed down the company's development of this process?
0: No, we've been very fortunate. Uh obviously uh, when the shelter in place came down uh, in California, uh where one of our main labs is, uh we adhered to that. People working from home. We were able to get through that quite well. You know, we were lucky in that uh we had started our development with amri already uh, before the pandemic really hit. And so we were able to continue that work. Uh, at a distance uh, with the MRI, and that's where we've seen a lot of success over the past few months with uh, the shelter in place and other restrictions beginning to lift. Um, our labs are are great. everybody wears PPE anyway. Um, and so just being able to stagger shifts and keep keep physical distancing uh, isn't hard for us to do. Um, and so no, we've not seen any slowdown uh, in terms of our our development. In fact, um, if anything, we have high expectations that we may even be able to pull some of our timelines forward still.
1: And financially, of course, the company is in a strong position with $16 million in the bank, as reported in your Q1. Will that get you to commercialization, do you feel?
0: Yes. So when we set out uh, initially to raise capital uh, last year, we raised enough to give us a two plus year run rate. And that really coincides with the amount of uh, time we need to get our process to commercialization. So we expect that uh, by this time next year uh, that we will be uh, producing at commercial scale. So large, large scale quantities, uh, which will earn enough revenue to get us into uh, a cash flow positive type situation.
1: Finally, Trevor, before we wrap up for today... For investors interested in Willow Biosciences, can you please tell us about the company's corporate structure?
0: Yeah, the and I mentioned this earlier. So we raised $37 million on our GoPublic event uh, last year. Uh, I would point out that management directors put in $5.5 million, uh, of that. And then we have a large shareholder in Tuatara Capital, one of the more sophisticated cannabis investors uh, in the world, uh, if not the most sophisticated. Uh, And they put $20 million into that $37 million financing. uh, And they also have one uh, representative on the board. So the the stock is fairly tightly held. Management uh, directors, insiders, including Tuatara, we own, I think, somewhere between 40 and 50% of the stock. Uh, And then we're fairly tightly held beyond that. We've got a very strong and supportive shareholder base that go beyond that. So we've got a fairly tight float for a company of our size. That's not unexpected. And that's that's really all I'll say to the, uh, the company's corporate structure and make sure everybody understands that management directors, our main shareholder have a lot at stake here. We've tied ourselves to the company's success.
1: Well, good luck. And Trevor, thank you very much for the insight. And thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, really, really appreciate the time.
1: We've been speaking with Trevor Peters, the CEO of Willow Biosciences. I'd like to thank him once again, of course, for taking the time to join us today on Stock Talk to discuss the leaps Willow is making in CBD and other cannabinoid production and where the market is headed. I'm Omri Wallach for Stockhouse Media, and this has been your latest Stock Talk. Thanks for listening.
0: Just a reminder to follow us on social media at Stockhouse for the latest updates on all your favorite public companies in North America. For more in-depth coverage, industry news, and to connect with our active investor community, you can visit our website at Stockhouse.com. Also, don't forget to visit our new and improved Stockhouse Deal Room on-site for unique and exclusive private placement opportunities only available on Stockhouse.com.